0: So, regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom, come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team, we'll talk about your least favorite team, and everybody in between. And we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network. DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Use code DNBR when you sign up for a, a new account. I'm your host, Ruto, joined by AJ Hayes, as always, with this quite possibly being the final day of the NHL playoffs, it's time to talk even more about the expansion draft. That's what we're coming at you with, hopefully I'm I'm excited for this division. I think this division could bring the most interesting storylines throughout the next season, right? Because this is the division Seattle's going into, so the players they take, the Pacific, that is, are going to be playing against their old teams. A little bit more the same thing that the Vegas players talked about. There's going to be a little bit more direct spite, perhaps, from the players Playing against their old teams, so
1: little little more skin in the game for the teams that are losing a player uh, from this division. Um, Sands Vegas, which who doesn't
0: lose a player?
1: By the by the way, last night when I was making up these lists and I was going through, I was like, there should be seven of them. And I'm going (laughs) through, figure it out, and I'm like, who's in the Pacific Division that I'm forgetting? What am I? What's going on here? And then. The light bulb went on. Vegas, AJ.
0: Yep. Vegas. Which to be honest, Vegas might be begging the NHL to let them in so they could take some of the money off their hands, but
1: Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> they would have a really tough protection list. Yep. It'd be interesting, to say the least. Yeah. But... I mean to Chats. Oh, well, clear. isn't Vegas in a worse situation by not losing someone? No. Yes and no. Like,
1: yeah, like they probably would have been in the same situation Pittsburgh would would have been in, where they're probably losing Marc Andre
0: Fleury. Yeah. Like, they, yes, cap space would be nice for them, but also they're going to lose a key piece of their lineup if they were yeah. in the expansion draft. So it's a give and take there a little bit. Um, granted, you know, if it wasn't for the year that Flurry had, that would be a lot more swallowable for them. <laughs> but... Yeah,
1: I mean that would have been tough because you're you're looking at it and they they were going to have to lose one of those goaltenders, I think, is the where yep. you would start with their like
0: seems like an easy... It's
1: the or They're gonna player. they would have to pay Seattle a significant price to stay away.
0: Yep. Uh, I think the YouTube links should be working fine.
1: I clicked on the one that I sent and it worked.
0: Let me see. Yeah, no, it's, it's fine. YouTube link is good folks. Or at least it's working fine for me. So I don't know what to tell you if you're, if you're having problems there, but for Seattle, let's jump Mm -hmm. into it. Let's start at the top with maybe the least interesting team. In Anaheim.
1: I actually think I would disagree with you, and I think that they might be the most interesting team.
0: Really? You think so? all right. Well, there are some different conversations with the other teams, but let's get into it. We have them protecting Silverberg, Raquel, Heinen, Terry, Lundström, Steele, and Jones, and then on defense, Lindholm, Manson, and Fowler, and obviously John Gibson in net. Uh I don't think their protection choices are that Interesting. Look, they protected all of their young guys, and essentially Silverberg as their longer-term veteran. You get into here where where I'm sure AJ is heading with this interesting conversation. Probably starts with Adam Henrique.
1: So maybe,
0: maybe he gives um, me the maybe.
1: This is where this is where again I think. Um this this is where having all of the lists at once will be interesting because they'll be able to build a and say
0: proper hockey team and see what yeah, their needs are yeah
1: exactly because i think this will be one of i think this will be one of the uh one of the teams that they want to make their decisions last on because they can get a, a, a legit player on both ends because you can, forward. yeah, yeah. Because between Kevin Shattenkirk and Hayden Flurry, they're going to be able to get a decent player. Um, you know, different points in their careers, but I, Hayden Flurry's had kind of a slow burn to him. Yep. But I actually think he's come around a little bit, and I would wonder. You know, I, I have been of the opinion that Anaheim should probably push the rebuild button here. And they should try to trade Raquel, trade Silverberg, trade Manson. Um, you know, Raquel and Manson going into the final years of their deals. Silverberg uh, has a couple of years at $5 million, So he might be a little tougher to move. But I've been of the opinion that that should be their plan here. And if they were to do that, if they were to move Manson, then they could protect Flurry. And I think that would be smart business from them. Um, I just, I'm, I, I don't have any faith that Bob Murray recognizes that. He has, he has seemed to be really insistent on walking this like road where they transition Away from the the Perry Getzlaff era into into the next era to the Trevor Zgross era, and didn't want to do the big sell off of, of aging players uh, in order to expedite that, and they've paid the price for it because they haven't been any good in a number of years, and they keep ending up they they keep ending up in you know yeah. drafting eighth and ninth and tenth where. You can get good players there, but it's a lot harder than when you're drafting first and second and third and fourth.
0: This is a Colorado avalanche pod. And we have continually talked about the disconnect in Anaheim between their amateur scouts and their pro scouts, because something just has not lined up in that organization. And you've seen them ship out so many quality defensemen that they have grown in their organization and they end up going out and playing for other teams and, Being quality NHLers. Yep. So they they definitely are living a little bit in a bed of their own making, particularly on that defensive side.
1: It Uh, is interesting, though. um, We do talk about we we have talked up their their draft and development, but you look at you look at that protection list and and
0: that they're protecting. Yeah,
1: you look at Lundstrom, Steele, and Jones. Those are all first round picks. Yep in the last 5 years who have not lived up to their billing. Yep. And they they are varying degrees of NHL players, but none of them
0: are really high-end talent at all. Yeah. Look, if
1: they if they left one of those guys unprotected, Seattle would probably take one of them, but it wouldn't be like it wouldn't be like, oh shit, they got Sam Steele, watch <laughs> out, baby, like it's coming. You know, like maybe he, maybe the the switch flips and he turns into a really good player. But right now he's just he's just
0: okay. Yeah,
1: and he's still trying to find his way. And part of their problem, I want to stress this because Colorado was about to go through this. Part of their problem is their refusal to give prominent roles to the younger players. So that guys like Adam Henrik and Ryan Getzlaff can continue to play big minutes for them while they lose games every night.
0: It's it's weird decision making for And sure. it's
1: just and it's just like, look, I understand with Getzlaff, that guy won you a cup, he is a franchise icon.
0: Face of the team. I, I
1: understand going down with that ship. But they we
0: okay? went out and acquired Henrik. <laughs> Right. And it it hasn't been the magic sauce that they thought it was.
1: Well, and then when it did not work out the way that they wanted it to, they, you know, they put him on waivers last year. They tried to just get rid of that money, which is why he's not protected. And then he went out and he had a solid season for them, which uh, three years is probably going to be a little too rich for Anaheim at, or for Seattle's blood.
0: Six million. That's tough. Yeah.
1: It's, it's real tough. Um, that might be one where they, they maybe want to move somebody and that's the uh, move, move an asset or something in order for them to take a Henrik. Sure. But I think that's why, like we've talked, we talked on yesterday's show. It's going to be tough for them to find quality centers but you take a you take you want to take chances on Jason Dickinson, you know you want to take chances on. <clears throat> young you want to take chances on players. Yeah, you you know if they left a Sam Steele or an Isaac uh, uh opened up uh, in expansion, those are the guys you want to give jobs to and say, okay, well we'll see how this goes.
0: It, it's why your eye is drawn to a hayden flurry right yes he's exactly twenty-four, which is not super young but not old by any means either but you you can see a path to a breakout with more opportunity for a player like that right and
1: even if they end up just saying hey we ended up with a defense that's actually just a little bit too good here um guess we'll get value by flipping dudes <laughs> yeah like we can just put hayden flurry into the Fifteen minute a game role that he played in Carolina last year, and just vibe. Just watch him do, watch him do his thing. Like he doesn't provide very much offense, but he's shown himself to be a legitimate, uh, a quality defender in the NHL. So it's, you know, it's, it's an interesting spot that they have. Do they want? do, do they want? And well, Carolina. Carolina had their own expansion draft problems. Yep, and uh, do, do you know, Flurry Flurry wasn't in their lineup all the time. He was just sort of it. It was it, it had gotten to be high draft pick that they were just kind of tired of waiting on. Um, and I I thought it was a strange deal, just because Paw doesn't like. I don't I don't think he's necessarily like a significant improvement or anything it was just, anyway it was a strange deal
0: they got an all-time hockey name though it's it, true so.
1: they got they got a, a guy whose last name is also a war chant <laughs> every time every time we go in to, to to push over bosses in 9.1 I'm just gonna scream Hawk Hawk and boss.
0: that's our the- I'm going to say Hawk and Paw. That's our lust call now. That's right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right.
1: I'm with it.
0: So this is going to be a little bit of a shorter one because there are only six teams uh, with Vegas not getting a player selected. But we can. Uh, there you go. Breckton with the the Hawk and Paw. <laughs> uh we're going to move on to Calgary now, though. Uh, look, we've talked a lot about this team potentially making some big moves. Presumably, those moves come after the expansion draft. So they're going to protect the assets. Kachuk, Goudreau, Lindholm, Monahan, Backlin, Mangiapane, Dubé. Maybe they move them. Maybe they don't. Maybe they like being in the Calgary zone after all. And then on defense, we have them protecting Hanafin, Anderson, and Tanev. Uh, This does expose Mark Giordano, but that dude is 37 and has played nowhere near his Norris season from a few years ago. Over the last couple of years,
1: yeah, I'm I left so 37 is the big 37, and going into the last year of his deal, it would it would it would make all the sense in the world for Seattle to take Giordano if if they wanted to move him at the deadline. Because they could retain salary on him, and they will get something for him. Somebody, somebody will fall all over themselves for Giordano at next year's deadline. It could easily be Colorado. Like you can, you can easily, you can easily see it being them. They they could be any any of the contenders next year. Somebody will do something probably irresponsible for end of the line Mark Giordano and. So under under that guys, I could see Seattle taking them, but do they want to do they want to go that route or would they rather take an Oliver Shillington?
0: Sure, go go for a younger potential option. There is also the one other thing I did want to talk about here with Calgary. I'm assuming it's going to happen, but Lucic does have an NMC.
1: Yeah,
0: so he would have to waive that with the protection list that you have here.
1: Yeah, and I uh, the last guy that I had protected was Backlund.
0: Okay, so he would be your exposed if Lucic didn't wave.
1: Yeah, just um oldest and um, three years left on the deal at five three five.
0: Sounds suspiciously like Adam Henrique.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, if they if, if, I, I think I think Backlund would actually be an intriguing option, um, for the same reasons that Henrique would be. But the the idea of Giordano getting him and using him as bait, or they could get him and move him immediately.
0: Just do the flip, and retain half and just flip him right away. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. So uh, I've got Dylan Dubé protected. Uh, I don't see I don't see any world where Calgary would leave him unprotected, uh, if, even. With with Lou Cheech, uh with the NMC, even if he waived that I I still have Dubai. I I have him as a protect guy. Yep. He's probably their sixth protection of their seven forwards. Um, because all of the other guys ahead of them are better. I mean, Kachuk, Kadrow, Monahan, uh Lindholm, and Mongiopani are all those quality automatic,
0: players. Automatic protects those five, yeah. Years.
1: Yeah, if the, those all felt real real easy when I looked at it and <laughs> Dube felt like the automatic sixth sixth to me um
0: unless you really like Josh Levo or something weird yeah.
1: Yeah, don't love Josh Levo and um Dominic Simone um was the other one where I was like maybe if they were if they were really trying to entice Seattle to take money they could get the, the NMC from Lucic waved and protect a guy like Simone just for for money purposes and be like please take backland.
0: Yeah, beg him to take him.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um but other other than that, I mean, you the problem then is that they just lost uh, great. You got rid of Backland's contract and all that, but then you lost a decent player. Got nothing in return. Now you
0: have to go sign a dude to replace that guy. <laughs> yeah.
1: And right. And well and then they've already got a big problem. Yep. Uh in terms of like where they're going right to write, but, like the direction of that franchise
0: I mean, they still have to make that decision right it, it like i said they could hold pat but hold pat just leaves them in no man's land yeah it, they, they it, have- it's
1: called the calgary zone
0: yeah exactly <laughs> it's what they're known for
1: yeah like uh if you look at backland he's still a really really solid player
0: yeah, pickles. I mean, there's a very good chance that Lucic will waive, but nothing's official till it's official, right? I,
1: I don't like. I'm sure it's. I'm. Uh, I'm sure it's the same as with Eric Johnson right. in Colorado. It, it's. It's been agreed to. It just hasn't been.
0: Hence, why we put him not protected. Yeah, not yeah why
1: he's team. not protected.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. It
1: is something to mention though. For sure. Um, I will say if you look at Mikhail Backlund. Uh, and you compare his underlying numbers to that of a guy like Nazem Kadri, Backlund comes out very favorably. Uh, He can still play. The problem is is that at 32 and with three more years to go on that contract.
0: If the last two years of those are a landmine, you're in trouble. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, at any point, that deal could fall off the table. Uh, and he could, he could, and, and part of part of the thing um, that that was different, uh, that was intriguing about Kadri is that he was so good offensively, right? He was such a good goal scorer. Yep. And then um, part of Backlund's appeal is that he was so good defensively, and he gave you enough on offense that yep. you were happy. Very different uh, look, yeah. That's not true anymore. With Backlund defensively, he's no longer the stopper that he was, the the defensive ace that he was. That's just not true anymore. He's not that guy, but he's still driving offense uh, at a, at a decent level. So he's he's kind of evolved a little bit uh, over over his over his career, but the defensive value is no longer there. Whereas in his prime. He was a really good stopper who drove play a little bit and was good for 45 points. He's still putting up those points, but is not the defensive guy that he was. So,
0: All right. Well, pour one out for the defense with a Breckenridge Brewery the official beer of DNVR and get it down at the DNVR bar, which yeah, I'm sure we'll have the expansion draft on down at the bar when it comes around in two weeks. Uh, you can also get their good company seltzers from a local liquor store near you. Use the Breck beer locator online to find it. They're awesome. We love them all the way. And also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook the number one rated sports book app out there. When you use code DNVR, you can get set up bet $1 to win $264 at UFC 264. If McGregor or Poirier knocks out their opponent in the first round of the main event this Saturday, I believe it's Saturday that will be at the bar as well. The bar will be showing the UFC fight. So come on down to the DNVR bar. Get yourself some DraftKings sportsbook action on the fights. Obviously a dollar for 264 is worth it, but they have plenty of other bets when it comes to every single UFC event. Odds boosts all over the place. If you want to bet on a finish or maybe go in the distance, they have you covered no matter what. Fighting's not your thing. You can, of course, bet on every other sport in the universe, basically, at DraftKings whether it be from something inside like uh, table tennis or... Actually, I've I didn't even think about this. I'm really curious to see what bets they have when the Olympics actually starts up. That's going to oh, be a lot of fun.
1: I'm I'm ready. I'm so excited to like become become Some like Olympic a
0: content, yeah. To,
1: just a, just become a couch monster. <laughs> Especially because in uh with the Olympics in Japan. Yep. You, you and I get to shine once again with these three o'clock yeah. in the morning, the weird ass hours,
0: <laughs> the weird sleeping schedules. I'm just yeah. gonna be up watching live sports every night. Yeah, man.
1: you guys, you guys are gonna, you guys are gonna see us like live tweeting air shooting at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly and be like, right. <laughs> what
0: are these guys on? Yeah, about, what
1: is, what are they doing right now?
0: England or Italy? So. We ha- we have to root for Italy. Italy, for Drake, Italy. yeah we're, we're in it we're in it for Italy sorry it's not coming home sorry Three Lions. Uh, but you can bet on the, you can bet on the euro as well so drive on over to draftkings sportsbook download the app today use that dnvr code when you sign up for a new account get that $1 bet for a chance to win 264 must be 21 or older colorado only other terms restrictions and conditions apply see draftkingscom slash sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 uh, second period of the DNVR avalanche podcast presented by that DraftKings King spurts book. First of all, be sure to like, and subscribe here on YouTube. That, uh, that's a big one for us trying to get those subscription numbers up for the channel. You know, I know it's our off season, but we still are going to be pumping out content. Got, uh, a couple of videos planned. Come your way here for the expansion draft. So keep your eyes peeled for those beyond just the podcast. Uh, and let's jump into our next team here as we are going to head a little bit north up to Edmonton from Calgary. Uh, The the top of their forward core has a couple no-brainers, obviously. Didn't have
1: to work very hard to come up with this list.
0: McDavid, Dreisaitl, Yamamoto, RNH, Cassian, Puyu yarvey and Cahoon are their forwards.
1: This might have been the only team in the NHL um, since uh, I'm going through and doing all of these this week. So far, this is the the only team in the NHL that I did not have to look at a list to do this.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And then defensively, you have Larson, Nurse, and Ethan Bear. Protecting Staloc because they're required to protect a goalie.
1: Yeah, and they so uh, protecting Stalock was interesting. Um, was was kind of unexpected, but Mike Smith is a UFA, and yep. it's kind of like it's pretty well known they're going to look around.
0: It, it, I think they'd be begging Seattle to take Koskinen's contract off their hands if they could. But well,
1: and and they've already talked about buying him out. So it's like, uh, I guess you just protects day lock then. I don't, I I And, and this is genuine. I genuinely don't know how Stuart Skinner and Dylan Wells have done. I don't know if they have been really good in, in the you. AHL or what the deal is with since I mean, they got drafted. I haven't thought about them since
0: it, pick one. You like, if you want to protect one of the other depth yeah. goaltenders, whatever it, that would be a pretty straightforward one, but I I agree. I don't think there's any reason to protect Koskinen or Smith. Um, Looking at their lineup, there are some interesting choices on the forward side. Um, Look, obviously it never really worked out for Kyle Turris as a, the hopeful bounce back for him that just, it didn't. Yeah. But, Maybe you could find some value there. You could look at someone like Josh Archibald on the wing. Look, there's, are you going to get a lot of value out of Edmonton? Probably not, but you can find a player in there. I Well,
1: so at forward, the guy that really sticks out to me is Tyler Benson.
0: Okay, fair enough.
1: Uh, the guy that, I mean, he's been so good in the AHL and just hasn't been given an NHL look for whatever reason. Uh he and you remember going into his draft here. He was a top ten prospect. Yep. Um, and they injuries just sapped him so much of of him uh, that I I don't know. I'm I'm I'm, all, I'm always going to be a Tyler Benson guy.
0: So AJ's going to build an expansion team of a bunch of guys that are like. Just put them in the chamber, pull the trigger, and see which ones actually show up in the big moments.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, so I think it's very inst- – what what happened with Vegas was instructive in that you want a couple of good veterans, right? And so I think Kyle Turris would have been intriguing had he bounced back at all in Edmonton. Had had there been any signs of life at all.
0: He'd be super interesting, but yeah.
1: Yeah, and it just didn't really go that way with him um, after, I mean, Nashville obviously went really, really poorly. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that went south in a hurry. But
1: But he's coming off a five-point season. Yep. Five.
0: (laughs) To be fair, he only played 27 games, but that's still very bad.
1: Yeah. That's still like we were we were dogging Tyson Jost for scoring three points in like twenty three games. Like that was Kyle Torres' season. Yep. So I you just can't take him. Had there been any bounce back, he would have been interesting, but you just can't. Uh James Neal. Look, James Neal got taken in the last expansion draft and went great for him. Fast forward four years, five years. I don't think that's going to happen he, again.
0: He's 33, and he's making 5.75 for the next two years. That's a tough sell this time yeah, around. Yeah, and,
1: and he is, I mean... He's not any good anymore. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, you just have no idea what you're going to get out of him. His last three years, 19 points in 63 games, 31 points in 55. That's nice. But then last year he had 10 points in 29 games, which is well, in the the 31. I guess, but
1: the 31 points in 55 games, he had 19 goals that year, and uh, if I remember correctly, the splits on it were hilarious. It was like 12 of those goals came in the first two months yeah, of the season. Got, and then after
0: that started wicked hot and that was it, man. Laughed at Calgary for trading him. for Yeah. Him Lucic and that was that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then James Neal disappeared. Nobody was like, oh, that trade happened. Right. <laughs> Forgot. <laughs> it even went down. <laughs> so, um, it, so I, but the, it, anyway, on defense is yeah, where I think you're really going to have something.
0: Are we really going to have the conversation about Chris Russell?
1: Oh, I was going to talk about Oscar Cloughbomb.
0: I want to get to him, but Chris Russell is divisive, okay? We got to talk about it, at least mention it.
1: Look, one year left, $4 million. He's 34 years old. I Even if you're just looking at this defense, uh, he's not the most interesting guy. I would rather Caleb Jones over Chris Russell. For me, I would rather Tyson Berry over Chris Russell. I have no interest in Chris I,
0: Russell. I mean, Tyson Berry's a UFA, but... The only reason I bring it up is because I'm curious to see how heavily Seattle's front office actually does lean into the analytic side of the game when it comes to this expansion draft.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, he's a he's a known shot blocker and a, a good defender. He suppresses offense. The problem is is that he suppresses offense for everybody.
0: His own team as well, indeed. Yeah. Um so
1: he has he has some of the worst play driving numbers of of any defender in the NHL. he, he just doesn't do it. He just doesn't contribute.
0: So you wanna talk about the miss the entire season, Oscar Clefbaum. Yeah,
1: well yeah. Um I thought I thought he was I I mean, we don't know what's going on with him injury-wise, right? But this is a guy that a couple years ago when he was healthy, he was legit, man. He He was really, really solid for them. And then he's just battled. He's consistently battled injuries.
0: Has in the last, obviously didn't play at all last season. The last three seasons before that, never his highest games played was sixty six. So. Yeah,
1: in, th- in those three years,
0: a guy you're looking at missing probably twenty games a season with at best.
1: Yeah, and again, coming off missing a full year. Yep. So uh, this is this is one where you could roll the dice. This is like when the Houston Texans drafted Tony Baselli in their expansion draft <laughs> way back in the day. Tony Vaselli was a great left tackle from Jacksonville but he had injuries and it was it was like look you take him and if he gets healthy awesome you have a foundational piece here you have a big time player if he's not it then is, you just move is, then yeah. you just move on you know, you know he's he's on you you put him on LTIR you try and figure something it's only 2 years at 4 million dollars um, just a shade over four um, against the cap, so it's not it's not a it's not a backbreaking contract. It's only, again just two years. You'll know by the end of that time whether he can play or not, whether or not he's back from injury, Yeah, what he ends up looking like. So for me, I I would take I would take that chance. Um, where I'm iffy is that they would expose him. Uh, And protect Ethan, because I have them protecting Larson and Nurse and Ethan Bear. I don't know. I don't know how they feel about this whole cleft bomb situation. And there were rumors that there was this talk that there were going to be, uh, he might get uh, an injury waiver, the injury exemption. And then he's on this list. So I was like, all right, well.
0: Definitely a bit of a weird spot there, but what so you would to protect Clef Bomb you would let Larson go, I assume. Or would it be Bear?
1: Uh yeah, it would be for me, it would be Bear. Because I I think they're going to re-sign Larson before this happens. Okay. Uh if they if they re sign Larson and then expose him, if I'm Seattle, I probably just take him. So, yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, fair enough. That's that's this is one where the actual lists will help us right. uh, a little bit because I just think that that would that would clear up that situation. You well,
0: right. just if it gets to July seventeenth and Edmonton knows Larson's not resigning, it's a yeah like, very different situation. But yeah. I will also say that I think at this rate we're halfway through the Pacific and through the Central, and we've picked about twelve defensemen. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and
1: like we have to also like we have to. I'll be super honest here. That's my bias. My bias is going to be build the build Trust the defense me, first. I'm also when we talk we talk about these teams. I'm also doing this in a vacuum, looking just at this team. I hear you. When we do our mock draft, you and I when we get different. the yeah. we have the full list. You and I are going to sit down and we're going to thoroughly build the team out.
0: Build. The we're going to make sure team. it's it's, we can it's build,
1: for giant. Sure. It's yep. going to be. It's gonna be all it, it's gonna be all good, man. Like we're gonna make sure we have forwards on that team. Yep. But it's well, right I mean, now, like
0: well, and I think the point that you make, as you said, when you look at a team in a vacuum, there's always value on the defensive side. Right.
1: Always. And it's and it's almost and a lot of them, it's like it's a guy like Ethan Bear, 24 years old. It's a guy like Hayden Fleury, twenty four years old. Yep. been a depth guy just starting to break into the league just starting to become a regular just getting across that across the finish line of being an NHL regular and possibly could be jumping into a bigger role here you know the, somebody's going to be looking for their Shay Theodore yep. you know who who was just trying to get into the league when the Vegas expansion happened and he for some
0: reason was sacrificed by Anaheim because they're because they made choices, indeed. Uh, all right, let's get to LA. Uh, LA has a bunch of old dudes and a bunch of random dudes for the most part on the <laughs> on the forward side. Kopitar, Brown, obviously legends and. For the Kings, then they have Arvidsson, who they just acquired, obviously going to protect. I follow just extended, obviously going to protect. And then you get into kind of the other pieces in Kempi, Lemieux, uh, Elias Anderson, Sanderson, who they also made a move for. Uh, the one there's one interesting one there that that's still exposed in, in Anthony Seo, who another guy who's had a down kind of season or two, but. On the defensive side, Doughty has an NMC, so they have to protect it, which they would anyway. Uh, and then Sean Walker and Matt Roy, or is, is it Matt Wah or Roy? Roy. Okay, I, there's the NHL. Always, you're always has, guessing. Yeah, they always have multiple Roy's and multiple Wa's in the league, no matter what. It's <laughs> it's so hard. Yeah. Uh, so. A couple of interesting options, honestly, on both sides here. I, I kind of already mentioned Anthony. See you. You also have someone like Austin Wagner, if you don't care about the off ice stuff going on there. Um, well,
1: what's off ice stuff with it's Austin with Austin Wagner?
0: There was it's old stuff.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Uh,
1: what was, about Jonathan Quick?
0: Uh, the, the Kings would be very happy, I think, if if they had any interest in Quick.
1: I, I think they'd be bummed if if Quick got taken and he couldn't finish out his career in LA, but they gave the starting job to Cal Peterson. Yeah,
0: Quick is $5.8 million to open the bench door at this point for that team. Yeah. For the
1: most part. Cal, Cal Peterson took the starting job from him last year. He played 35 of their 56 games. He's their guy. And if he got exposed, he would be the pick. Easily, there'd be no question about it. They would be getting they would be getting a, a starting yeah. goaltender
0: like, at, at age 26 with one really cheap year left on his deal, it, that'd be an easy slam dunk if they left him yeah. exposed uh, I ag-
1: agreed, man. Um, as it is, you you look at it. I think there are real conversations here to be had. For one, Andreas Sahana see you, don't bother just yeah, don't
0: like I know you hate him but
1: you know you know what he is like yep. you know what he is there's just in terms of if if LA loses him they can live without him if they uh, if they keep him great they'll they'll make do they like him enough whatever it's fine right it's just he's just he gets he gets so much uh like people remember that one really good year that he had and they they've seen him on a lot of highlights because he's so fast that he ends up on highlight reels, and they just don't. We there's just a, a lack of general understanding of what a poor all around player he is. And going into his third organization uh, in in LA, it didn't it didn't get any better. He doesn't play defense. He doesn't try on defense. He doesn't put any work into it. He doesn't he's not actively trying to get better. It he's not he's not trying to do it. He doesn't want to do he doesn't want to put the work in.
0: I I hear you there and you have to accept that if you were interested in him. Why I think it's a bit interesting for Seattle is they could put him in a position to just drop him into their top 6 and say go play offense. We'll just accept what you don't give us on the defensive side. Now, that could 100% backfire, and maybe you get – you're hoping for 40 points out of this. You're hoping he's Andre Burakovsky, basically, right?
1: We are, you're hoping he's the guy that he was a couple of years ago. He scored 20 goals, and then you ship him off at the deadline.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, obviously – That's, that's the up, right.
1: that's right. the upside of the of fantasy. You get, you get lightning in a bottle for half of the season, and you move him to somebody who's like, hey – He's finally figured it out this time, I swear. Uh, and now, that team's a, that team will be a sucker.
0: Down the line, if you're looking for youngsters with uh, the opportunity to break out, you can talk about potentially Carl Grunstrom or Drake Rimsha a little bit as well. Uh, I'm sure AJ has I, a... <laughs> Austin Wagner,
1: dude. Like, I don't know anything about his off-ice, but as a as a as a role player, man, he's a legit role player. He he he's good. He can help you on a fourth line. He can kill penalties. He's speedy. He's disruptive. He's cut from the same exact mold that Logan O'Connor is. So if you like Logan O'Connor, you like Austin Wagner. I don't know anything about the off-ice stuff, though, so I'm going to. Refrain from making comment on that. I literally didn't know there was any.
0: Uh, I don't. I don't know how it's
1: gotten by me. Apparently, it's and, from back in the day. It,
0: it, I mean, honestly, I. Well, <clears throat> I could be wrong on that. I don't know the actual validity of it, besides having heard about it. So don't take. Don't read too much into it. Probably.
1: So I and, and I protect Leah Anderson here because again, if that guy's exposed, that's an easy yes for the Kraken. Drop him in drop him in as one of the centers and let him go. He's a point per game player in the AHL. He clearly has outplayed that league. It's time for him to prove it. As a former top ten pick, it's it's time for him to prove it in the NHL. And if he gets to be in with the Kraken, they could use him as a piece to build around.
0: Well, they yeah, could and- they could
1: put him in the top six and not have any of this like veteran nonsense going on in front of them and and let him. Either, either Blossom, it, it would be boom or bust at that point. So and, I, I think that that would be another one, like with Peterson. To, just, you expose Anderson,
0: yes. You it. have to remember that Leah Anderson was a player that the Kings actively went out and traded for a year ago. So yeah. unless they think that experiment has totally failed, it wouldn't make a lot of sense for them to expose him.
1: Yeah. And then defensively, Dowdy, and then I picked Sean Walker and, and Matt Roy because... Matt. I mean, we. I talked about Matt Roy recently as one of my underrated uh, defenders in the entire NHL, and Sean Walker's like solid, but there's not really anybody else on that defense that I'm dying to protect.
0: The other options, the. This is Olimata's fourth team, fifth team in the league now.
1: Like a one year deal with Olimata. I guess Kale Clegg, if you're still a believer in the prospect type from back in the day.
0: Take a shot in the dark, but I think neither of us have ever been very high on Clegg. So, like, he's,
1: he's like an intriguing guy, right? But he's never put it, he's never come close to putting it together the way that, uh, the the way that you would think. And to be honest, there's just so many more guys that are already, like, Hayden Flory's right now better than Kale Clegg. Yep. And they're the same age. And so it's just like look if Hayden Florey's already pushing that guy down your lineup, like you're gonna have you're gonna have the same problem with the Kings, which is we accidentally got too many guys in front of him and he's just not good enough to to push a guy out of a spot here. So I'm now, my interest in Kale Clegg would have been a lot higher two years they,
0: ago. They could take Avalanche legend Mark Ault.
1: They they could do that. That is technically
0: an option that is on the table. Yep.
1: I don't think he'll be protected, so it would technically be an option.
0: (laughs) So, on that note, sometimes you got to manscape your roster, all right? Keep your roster in order, you know. you only have so many tools to work with, so make sure they're looking good with Manscaped. Use code DNVR20, get 20 percent off and free shipping when you get the perfect package. 4.0, they got the new trimmer, it, the lawnmower. 4.0, the new one is it's surprisingly better. Like I was very very happy with the 3.0; it did everything I needed it to do. And then the new one was like, oh, this one, I like, I I can't even explain how it just does my trimming significantly smoother and easier than the the other one which was good. And now it's great. So good job on manscaped in making their new product actually significantly and noticeably better. You can also get all of their other stuff whether it be shave mats, deodorant, toner, uh you name it. They had breath mints even I think AJ you've bought from them before. So I bought I bought all of their
1: products at least once just to try them out. All of yeah. them.
0: They, They're awesome. They make there great were
1: stuff. There were zero legitimate regrets.
0: Yep. So check them out today. Again, use that DNVR20 code to get 20% off. Also brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD infused coffee, which you can get at the DNVR bar cold brew or go online to StravaCraftCoffee.com. And get 25% off your first order when you use code DNVR25. Then you can get their subscription service for 20% off every single time you buy. It's great. Great for your joints. Help you feel loose on that end. It's great for other things like migraines, IBS pain. Basically, if you have any aches, it will help you out big time. And then you can swing From the DNVR bar, just a couple blocks down to Solace Meds, -Meds S-O-L-A-C-E-Meds.com. You can order online, again, with the DNVR20 code to get 20% off. Get your order for pickup, swing in there, get it just a minute or two, get out of there and get on with your day. Super easy. They also have good deals ranging from 10 to 25% off on various products in store. So check them out. They have four locations in Colorado, including one up north in Fort Collins. So they got you covered, Solace Meds. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. We're going to stay in California and go over to San Jose next. They're protecting on the forward side. Most of this, I think, makes sense to me, Couture Kane. Timo Meyer, Tomas Hurdle, Kevin LeBanc, Ryan Donato, and Marcus Sorensen. And then on defense, they are locked in to protecting Burns and Eric Carlson, and then Mark-Edward Vlasic. In in goal, they have not protecting Jones. They're protecting Cora Nash. Because why would you protect Jones?
1: Please take Jones before yeah. they buy him out. Is basically what they're right. saying.
0: They're Please picking, take Martin Jones. Maybe throw a pick at him to take Martin Jones or something.
1: But it would have to be a good one because that's that's three years, three more years at five seven five for Martin Jones.
0: It'd be a, if I'm Seattle, you couldn't sell me on taking Martin Jones. Basically, <laughs> it would it would take
1: San Jose's first pick this year.
0: Pretty much. Yep. So, so. <laughs> probably not worth. Uh, not really a ton to talk about for once on the defensive side. I guess if you like Simek, you could. Uh,
1: yeah, Simek is the is the only guy that I was like, man. I guess maybe old yeah. friend Nick Milosh. I guess
0: uh, with f- seven NHL games in his career or something. Yeah,
1: offensive. Really, this one. There's only one guy on here that I I. I'm actually interested in taking and it's Rudolph's balsers and that's I, I I protected Marcus Sorensen because I don't have any idea who the last protect slot is on that one.
0: Give it to Nieto now that he's extended. Maybe if it's
1: not Sorensen, it could easily be balsers. And if it is, then I probably just take Dylan Gambrell. Yeah, Matt I'm Nieto right. would also be fine though, because you know what you're going to get with Matt Nieto. You're going to get a really good locker room guy. You're going to get a fourth line guy. You're going to get a PK PK guy. You're going to get a nice little player that you can build around. Yep. Combine Combine him with Austin Wagner in in LA, and you've got, yeah, got two got thirds of a,
0: forwards. Yeah.
1: You've got two thirds of a really good fourth line. And the, look, when you're building a roster, that may not sound like it's very important, but that's how vegas that's how vegas was successful they went out and they targeted specific guys for their fourth line and then just kept them
0: i mean every team has to ice a fourth line so you have to you have to get those players somehow
1: yeah they can they can choose to build a good one here their problem is going to be building a first line but they could build a quality fourth line in this expansion yeah. draft if they if they actively look to go get it and they don't treat their fourth line like leftover spots where they try and load up on skill players and they end up with 12 guys who have played top six minutes their whole lives and they don't know how to play in in a bottom six with a guy like Matt Nieto. You're going to have a guy that's comfortable playing in a bottom six playing in a depth role. He's very comfortable with that. And again, come deadline time, that guy is going to have some value especially on a 2 year deal at 700k like Matt Nieto is going to be he's he's going to be a name that you can easily look at and see as as a potential deadline add if they wanted to add a mid round pick yep at the deadline like that or they could just keep him
0: i mean nieto's a nice one because <clears throat> it takes nothing to move that guy right yeah Every team in the league will say we'll throw you a, a late pick for a Nieto if they need to fill out some roster depth because the, it's seven hundred k. Any team in the league can have him, and
1: he you know he drives a little bit of play. He's not going to score for you,
0: yep. but we'll brick everything. But it it'll create a yeah. lot of stuff. Uh,
1: Alex True would be another guy that I certainly would take a would would have an interest in um, the a name that the chat asks about. Uh, Alex True would be fine.
0: I mean, right, there are, again, this is where it gets hard to pick your pick your poison without having official lists from every team, right? Because when you have all of the lists, oh, if they need a center, Alex True makes a little bit more sense than a yeah, Matt Nieto. Definitely. So... It's going to come down to, to building a hockey team at a certain point. The point being, you can like Ambrel, you can like True, you can like Balsers, you can like Mieto. Pick your winger, pick your center, and, and and be happy with your depth guy.
1: There's not a significant difference in any of the names that you just mentioned.
0: Exactly. Yep. Uh, okay. Lastly, we have the team set up to be Seattle's rival, at least by location.
1: Yeah, geographic rival?
0: in Vancouver and Vancouver uh, again a lot of pretty obvious forwards at the top of the list Besser Horvat Miller Pedersen even Pearson after this last year pretty easy to protect Uh, and then you have Mott and Roussel as well at the bottom defensively these are the I think the only three defensemen they actually have currently under contract for next year and Myers Schmidt and you they have RFAs but they're not signed yet
1: Uh, yeah. Oh, I guess they, and, no,
0: they do have Madison Bowie. That's right. But,
1: yeah, and... Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead.
0: And, and just round it out. They're protecting Demco over Holtby, obviously. Yep. But... And so, look. Again, on the forward side, you could pick an old dude who's heading into UFA if you thought they were worth it, or you can kind of look down in their depth and Whoever you like, uh, as a twenty-three-year-old type of player.
1: Well, and again, if you're trying to make a, if you're trying to make a decent fourth line here, you go. You could go Jay Beagle, put him with Matt Nieto and Austin Wagner, and congratulations, you just made a fourth line out of the Pacific Division.
0: Yep, pretty, uh, uh, pretty easily done. The
1: the the Mounties apparently don't like yeah, that idea.
0: They're coming for you. All right. Yeah. Jake Eagle is not allowed to leave Canada. Uh
1: I protect I did not protect Jake Vertanen because of his ongoing legal issues. Um, yeah, there's I,
0: a lot of stuff I, going on there.
1: I really didn't know how to handle that one, but I figured they wouldn't protect him and he won't get taken. Um
0: just not dealing with I, that. Yeah. I
1: basically I basically just put my hands up and said, I don't know what to do here. Uh so I didn't I didn't protect him and I don't think he's getting I don't think he's getting taken, so I'm Moving on, um, but there are any of any number of, of younger guys that I didn't protect. You know, Jimmy Bc's actually turned himself into like a decent depth guy. Uh, but then you get into the the high picks. Uh, Godoyevich and Cole Lind were were high second round second round picks that just didn't do anything.
0: They they haven't done anything, but they're twenty two. Maybe you see some upside there. Yeah.
1: Like they've, they've also been, they've also been stuck in an organization where basically the only thing they did that Vancouver has had in the last couple of years is top six forwards,
0: the young, successful wingers.
1: So it's just like, well, <laughs> trying to find, trying to find jobs for all these guys could be, yep. could be, uh, has been, has been an issue for them. So, I'm not sure I really I'm really kind of blah about the forwards. Um protecting Myers was an obvious one. You fine. I mean
0: it yeah, Schmidt and Myers slam dunk and then the third one is like kind of whoever.
1: Yeah, and there's even with Nate Schmidt, you have the you have the rumor out there that Vancouver's going to try really hard to move on from him. Um I don't know that try really hard is going to include giving him away f- completely yeah, for free. That
0: would be shocking, I think.
1: <laughs> a year after they got him for a third round pick, <laughs> could you imagine two years ago telling us that Nate Schmidt gets taken in expansion?
0: Not a shot in the world.
1: And 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 everybody was just like, "Yeah, okay, I get it."
0: Yeah, that, man, Vancouver is just not very interesting, are they?
1: <laughs> Dude, really, the Pacific Division—it's almost a—it's almost a punishment that Seattle has to take players out of this division. <laughs> but uh, I think you know, depending on how the forward stuff shakes out, like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I—I I would be all. I always really liked Cole Lind, so it'd be like, fine, do that. Yeah,
0: totally, and yeah, I could totally see that being a. We'll take a, a depth forward and. Even potentially to be like to start in the AHL and not even on their starting roster because they are, yeah. players like that.
1: It, this is also a good candidate. They could take Zach McEwen, who, um, has kind of slowly built his way into like a decent depth guy. Um, but this, this would also just looking at this list right now, honestly, this is this is one where we're looking at a strong candidate for, they take a UFA that they have no intention of signing.
0: Yeah. The old, of, the old
1: Chris Thorburn here.
0: We, we've been through the entire central and the entire Pacific now, and this might be the weakest of list of available guys we've seen so far. Yeah.
1: This is, this is where they, you know, they take Travis Boyd. Yep. And everybody goes, Why?
0: Okay, moving on. <laughs> that, that's what. And I, then they and then they don't
1: sign him, and everybody forgets that it happens, and it becomes, uh, it be, it becomes a trivia answer someday yeah, for it, bar trivia.
0: It's like in the Vancouver, ab, the Abs and Brooks or pick at that point, basically. Yeah,
1: <laughs> straight. I mean, the, the Abs and even Calvin Pickard ended yeah. up playing no games yeah. for Vegas. Um, so, I'm it, any interest in Braden Holby? I, I look. It's it's one year. Yeah, it, it, it. there's only one year left on that deal. So you could you could talk yourself into it and say, sure, he'd be our starting goaltender. He could be the starting goaltender on opening night or whatever. Um, he I, could be the he could be the backup depending on the other guy that they end up with, but. You're really not taking it That's You're just kind of, like, shrugging, and you're like... Uh, outside that, of the adorable that, turtle story, he hasn't done anything in that, a few years.
0: That'd be like... They mixed up their lists, and someone got their signals mm-hmm. crossed, and they forgot to draft a backup goalie, and they're like, well, Brayden is still out there.
1: <laughs> they get to Vancouver. Yeah. They're, 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 they're doing like, it alphabetically, and they're yeah. like,
0: shit, we need a goalie!
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm... Sure, like, I, I could see, look, if they took Braden Holtby on draft night, fine. Yeah, uh,
0: I don't think it'd be the worst thing in the world. I just don't think there's any reason to do it, right?
1: It's a one-year deal, and again, if that guy, if that guy plays really well uh, for half of a season, they could, again, package him up, retain salary on him, move him at the deadline, and maybe they get something out of him. Maybe he's just a one-year... Um,
0: I mean, we've we've talked about already how you get less for more. Looking at someone like a Laurent Brossois, uh, an Anton Kudobin,
1: yeah, a uh, Jake Allen, yeah, I mentioned uh, from Montreal. Like, we're gonna get into we'll get into Montreal tomorrow, uh, tomorrow I think tomorrow
0: or Friday, one of the two. Yeah. yeah,
1: I haven't decided on the order of the Eastern divisions yet.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: I, actually, I have. We're doing the Atlantic tomorrow. I just don't know who's in the Atlantic.
0: Dude, one year of mixed-up divisions, and yep. you, it all goes out the window. Yep, that's exactly
1: it. I have no idea anymore because I'm just like, I don't remember.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it would just be a weird option to take Holt B with the potential other things out there um, for the price. Pay. Yeah.
1: It, it, like again, in a vacuum, hoping from Vancouver, you look at the rest of this shitty roster and you're like, okay, that makes sense. Not
0: a terrible option that way. Yeah.
1: But then when you look at the entire league as a whole, you're like, wouldn't you rather just take Cole Lind and just be like, okay, this is fine? Yep. Take Jimmy BC or Zach McEwen, like guys guys that you can give specific jobs to. So,
0: yeah. Someone that maybe you get lucky with instead of Holtby. At the end of his career, on the downswing, oh.
1: Montreal is in the Atlantic.
0: Sometimes lucky. Got it. <laughs> I knew that totally, guys. They're uh, they're way too cool to be in the metropolitan.
1: Yeah, who's in that one? <laughs>
0: I love I love that the,
1: the metro feels right like all those teams that are in the metro except Carolina and Columbus.
0: And, and then there, yeah, there's two just random ones that is like wait a minute. Like
1: when I think of like I don't know when I just think of like metropolitan, I'm like Detroit. Detroit and Boston would be better fits there.
0: Yeah, as far as metro, Boston definitely. Detroit similar to. Yeah, but but then you know, Florida ruins everything because they have to throw two Florida teams in one of those East divisions, and it's like, well, okay. Yep, <laughs> I say that as one of those teams is about to win the cup, but um. yeah. <laughs> in any case, we're gonna get out of here for the day. Thank you, everyone, for watching, listening. However you consume the pod, we appreciate all of y'all a ton. We'll be back at our normal time tomorrow, one p.m. probably. I actually have a dentist appointment in the morning, but that should be over well before one o'clock, I hope, unless something bad has happened. Uh, Anyway, we'll be back live tomorrow with the East, at least the Atlantic, looking at that part of the Seattle expansion draft. Hope to see y'all in the chat. Until next time, we will talk to you all later.